dearest hearts and minds out there. Today, I want to talk a little bit about crying, the art of crying, the waterfalls and puddles that we tend to just brush under the rug, why we cry, what makes us cry, what are the good things that can come out of crying, when we need to cry. I feel like it's rude to not introduce myself because you're going to be hearing my voice for a couple minutes now. So, hi, I'm Clara. I am here in this little space where I will uncover all the things swimming in my brain every now and then, hopefully weekly, maybe bi-weekly, we will see. I'm a writer except for when I don't write, which is 80% of the time, but 20% I am a writer. And also I'm an English teacher in secondary school. This is a new development in my life. It's why I've been so flickery on some of the other platforms that um, might be the reason why you're here today. I'm here to talk to you about all things kaleidoscopic in my head. sometimes when we cry we don't generally get to narrate or commentate on like what this experience of crying is right now what is what is happening why are you tearing up what's going on how are you feeling what is this cry compared to the other cries that you've done is it worse is it better is it happy or sad um most of the time we just cry and then we you know do our little sniffles we sigh, feel a little bit burnt out and defeated. Um, we go to bed and then there's a new day, you try and move on. Um, or, you know, sometimes, and this has happened to me before, you cry at sporadic moments of the day um, where you finish crying once and you're like, I'm good, I'm okay, I got this. And then two hours later, you're like, no, I still feel like crying and you have to finish crying. So the only reason why I want to talk about this, I think, is because in the past two years, I have just let myself cry whenever I need to. Um, this doesn't only have to stem from negative experiences as well. Um, I've cried when I was happy before. I've cried when, you know what, actually, a little footnote, this goes out to some of my students who may or may not find this at some point in time, but I got voted teacher of the week for teacher who would most likely cry over a movie. And I gotta say, you're right. But also, I thought I was really good at masking my emotions. Um, apparently not. I think maybe they know me a little bit too well. But anyway, I tend to cry and just let myself cry. Anytime I've ever tried to hold in a cry, it just makes me cry even more. Um, and then that's when it just, I attach like negativity instead of something cathartic to that little episode of crying. Um, there are so many instances. I feel like I feel like as a child, you know, when you cry, it's kind of expected. You cry when you get a bruise, you cry when you fall, um, when you have friendship issues or social issues, you cry. Um, if you have a hard day at school, if you have a hard day at any point in time, you cry. And it's seen as, you know, a normal reaction, right? As an adult, why is it? Someone tell me why. Why is it that I feel guilty when I 
want to cry and it's from a negative experience like i don't feel guilty crying about something positive you know i've seen a good sunset once in my life or a couple times where it's been just some for some reason it just made me cry but when i cry about negative things i tend to feel like they're you know it's meant to be something i feel guilty about which is ridiculous because it's natural to cry no and i feel like as an adult like i think one time i was walking down a hill and it was down slope it was very very angled um this was i think in the last place that i lived to get to the train station i would have to walk the slope every single day sometimes i'd walk it in slightly heeled shoes because i would be going to work and i fell head first on this slope um keep in mind it was down slope and so by falling head first i cracked my phone that day i remember i had a massive scrape on my knee quite a playground level scrape i wouldn't call it anything that needed immediate medical attention but because we were you know i was really conscious of infection i was really conscious of the fact that i did just fall on this gravel that is very public gravel you know anyone has stepped on it i was on my way to meet someone um my friend and i remember the only form of communication i had with her was obviously through my phone to let her know that i was there i was on my way and my phone cracked on the side that mattered which is the side with the send button on imessage and so i could type things but i couldn't send the message because the little the little bit on the right side not even halfway through the screen but like just a little tiny vertical column on the right side was broken as i was walking through the mtr station my knee was bleeding like it was not pretty it was definitely not clotting at a fast enough speed also the fact that i was walking meant that any blood i'm so sorry any blood that was leaking out of my cut um was definitely going straight down my leg i was scavenging 7-eleven for some band-aids they only had really tiny ones and so i just bought a couple of those and put them together um i remember going to the bathroom just trying to scrub it just to make sure it was a bit cleaner the whole day i was holding in just just i don't know i don't know what it was actually it wasn't sadness it wasn't um it wasn't like shock it wasn't panic it was just this unfathomable feeling that had no shape or form and stemmed from the fact that i got a little bit wounded and scarred and also i cracked my phone screen and i held it together all day at some point i think when i went home it was getting dark it was about 6 p.m i started to just have this kind of sinking feeling of at that point in time it has been a while since i actually fell and hurt myself and injured myself in any way shape or form um the last time i actually you know took a face dive forward and fell somewhere was actually high school and i didn't cry then so i don't know for some reason i just felt this wave of just dread or <laughs> you see even now i cannot name what feeling it was and i think it just made me feel like a little kid again i felt so small 
like falling like that just made me feel so small. I was living alone at the time and so like I had to take care of myself. So I bought like some disinfectant spray, um, you know, that like the wet plaster that just really hurts when you spray and you just kind of brace yourself and for a few moments you're like, how on earth did I think this was a good idea? I have never used um, sprays before or at least not by myself. I never voluntarily go to get one and spray it on a wound that I have, but I bought one and I couldn't do it myself for some reason. Every time I wanted to do it, I just, I felt so pathetic. I think that's the word. I felt really pathetic. I got home and after the entire day, I just started bawling my eyes out. Um, and when I say bawling my eyes out, I really just mean just crying just a lot, um, soundlessly. Isn't it funny how we have different ways of crying anyway um i digress there's yeah so i just started crying on the floor of my living room um thankfully i think at the time my dear friend juliet offered to show up and do a little a little healing procedure where she is the one who sprayed the thing on me and also by the time she came by and she was gonna spray the disinfectant spray on my knee i remember thinking wait why does it not look that bad um but i only thought that after she said oh it's not that bad whereas if she didn't say that i feel like i would have thought oh it's so bad i think i have a thing where i just cannot look at whatever bloody scar or wound i have um it's always been a thing i remember falling on the basketball court during school and scraping my entire forearm and when I went to the nurse, I remember just being like, don't show it to me. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I just just do whatever you need to do. I'm sure I'll handle it later, but I don't want to see my arm just all like bruised and battered and bloodied. And yeah, anyway. So yeah, thankfully, Juliet was there for me, which by the way, I got some donuts today. There was caramel, lemon, and Nutella. And I was using a coupon that I had saved up for a very long time in case maybe one of these days I get one of these crying days that I want to cry and I feel like I deserve something like a treat. Um, but I realized I always save things to use them at a specific time for a golden purchase and I never use them and then it becomes a waste. So I ended up just using the coupon. I also ended up sharing the coupon with Juliet. I got her some donuts as well. Um, it was a fun time, you know, and she deserves some donuts. I'm really happy she got them. Um, I'm happy I got some donuts too. You know, it was just a nice thing. And I feel like, you know, you don't have to cry to have these nice little things. What was my point? Um, yeah, so I just felt like a little kid again and I just started bawling. Um, and that was, I think, one of the times where I felt like, why do I feel guilty for crying? And the more I felt guilty for it, the more I wanted to cry. One of the things that I hate the most is crying in public. In university, I would cry all the time. The library was one of those places. I remember at one point I was writing a very long paper. It was 76 pages long. I just started bawling my eyes out hysterically. Um, but I still completed the work. It's just I, I needed to cry whilst doing it. Crying is actually quite positive in the fact that it's really cathartic. You need it. But I genuinely dislike crying in public spaces. I think it's... I'm not alone in this. I know this. But I hate the fact that I am an angry crier or a frustrated crier more than a sad crier. And as a professional at work, there aren't a lot of 
spaces for you to feel like you can show this human side of you. It's not teaching specifically. I feel like a lot of jobs actually have this. You are you have a persona or an expectation of yourself at work or in a work environment and you feel like you can't cry. But I'll say this now, I feel like in the past 2 years um of me really immersing myself into teaching and trying to be qualified as a teacher and learning how to be a teacher, I've cried so much at work it's insane I used to sit at a part of this workplace where i had a lot of privacy in the sense that it w- i had a wall behind me um i could lower my chair you know and so if i needed a good cry i could always do that um sometimes i would go up to a rooftop and just you know let out my tears there um but there was one time where i just i couldn't help it i just started crying something went wrong Um, I'm not going to go into specifics, but there was a logistics thing that just didn't happen. And so I just started crying because I was so frustrated at myself. And I started walking back to my desk and my first thought was just, I don't, I just want to cry. That was probably my most recent dramatic public cry. I've never had, you know, full on kind of wheezing, like almost suffocating cry. Um, in public in a while it's always just silent tears rolling down my cheek kind of like a painting i wish it was like a painting that's what i want it to look like i mean people around me were so kind and they were so caring and they let me you know vent and explain it just it happens i feel like as an adult you know you kind of need to cry because half the time you're telling yourself you can't but i think it's also a sign that you know you should also just be kind to yourself right you can't always expect yourself to do what needs to be done without having a pause at some point where your brain is like hey uh actually can we slow down a little bit can we kind of do thing where you uh have a breather or let out some some tears so that i can just kind of get through the rest of the tasks that you have to do also think about how people react right and how would I react if someone just started crying in front of me? My first instinct when someone cries in front of me is to grab tissues, which is the most practical thing, I think. I also think my first instinct is to give a hug um, if I know this person very well. I don't tend to hug strangers. I never know how to react to strangers crying and that's because that doesn't happen to me often in fact right now it doesn't happen to me often at all because the only times i go out is to go to the grocery store or to pick up an order and those aren't places that people normally cry um one time i was on the train and i believe i was commuting from my uni to i think the far end of this line and i was standing opposite of this girl who i think as soon as i got into the carriage i tend to prioritize standing beside the door because i like getting out efficiently and also I feel untouched in the corners for some reason. There's not a lot of space in general, but I felt like, you know, this girl was, she had her face facing inwards to the corner that she was standing in opposite me directly, like literally we're standing by the same door, but just facing each other or she wasn't really facing me. She was facing the corner and I saw her shoulders, you know, shaking a little bit and she was sniffing and, you know, I I heard that only when my music 
stopped playing so that I could go to the next song and I was like oh man you know if I was in her situation I would not know what to do I'm mid-commuting and I have a commute to get through but it's in a public space and I feel like she didn't have tissues around she definitely didn't have tissues um luckily I did and guess what I don't always carry tissues around I know this is a terrible terrible thing but I really never have tissues on me. I either have an empty packet or none. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I have tissues. And so I just kind of, I was about to meet, I think my friend at one of the stations. Um, we were gonna do the thing where the doors open for the train that I'm on and she gets into the same train as me so that we can commute at the same time but not with each other just like take the same train arrive at the same time where we have to go and so the train stops at the station where i was going to wait for my friend to get on and i remember for some reason my brain short-circuited and i decided okay i'm just gonna give the girl my tissues and leave the train so she doesn't have to deal with me um but also she gets tissues and so I handed the tissues. I was, I remember feeling or like really amping myself up to do this. I didn't even think. I just left the train and then the train left and I got a text. I was like, hey, are you still on the train? And so, I mean, that was the only time I think I reacted to someone crying in public in the best way possible because I could just give them the tissues and just bounce. Um, but I did miss the point of why I was on the train in the first place, but I mean, it was a big deal. I don't know. If you see someone crying in public, right? Like, what is your first instinct? Obviously, you can't reply me, but I'm always curious. I mean, I've always known this subconsciously, but I think I consciously was thinking this a couple of... Actually, I think last year, I was starting my teaching practice and I decided to start with a short story that was really really sad or wasn't sad it was more like it was heartbreaking that's a more specific word no matter what i always come back to the story and i i get this feeling of just an ache and it's called the paper menagerie by ken Liu. and i just remember thinking damn like this is a story about a son who rejects the love of his mother because it's such it's not even just an Asian thing to do. It's just not seeing eye to eye and taking culture for granted, taking her for granted. Um, He also doesn't know where he belongs. Like, it was just a story that was really sad and heavy. And I remember thinking if I read this story in school, I would have seen how I could have been a part of a story or like a a a short story didn't have to be an accumulation of words that I didn't care about or identify at least even a little bit with. I was teaching year 11s as part of my practical block and I started with this story and so we listened to the audiobook of it. They had a copy of it in front of them. At the end of this first reading with the first class I had, I had tears. I've made them cry i made my students cry in class maybe i'm generalizing or basing this off of my own school experience but i don't ever remember or at least maybe because i just i wasn't you know fully awake 
I had a lot of brain fog in high school. I don't recall ever caring about a story so much in high school that I cried. Or or even, I mean, like, obviously my individual books I did, but I never remember any source material that I was given that was for education being a source where I would sob about or feel so heavy about. And this sounds terrible, but I was kind of glad I made my students cry that day. Um, it was a very odd feeling, but I felt a little bit, I don't know, I just, I felt progressive in the sense of this is a story and you're crying about it. There was just so much, you know when you can feel a feeling in the room, like you can see a tangible feeling in the room. That's what it was. Such a, <laughs> such a sad story. And for me to follow it up with questions, guiding questions, I felt like I, I was doing it a disservice um, on my own part because essentially a story should be that simple, right? Like you read it, how do you feel about it? And that should be it. Um, for stories like this. It, it felt like dissecting it a little bit and picking it apart for reasons why you felt the way you did was really difficult because the amount of emotion you probably feel for the story was already enormous. It was just a story about a boy, you know, who who couldn't understand and because you were reading about a boy who couldn't understand his his family and love and familial love, you felt like you understood it for at least that bracket of time you're reading it. And I think that's what makes you cry. That's what made me cry. I still read the story sometimes. I feel like because I read it so often during that time, I wasn't able to cry when I was listening to it again with the kids. But man it's such a sad story and i think it's really interesting to think about the implications of why we cry you know how it's actually positive what it actually shows it doesn't always show sadness every time i watch or read content that just makes me cry it just feels so cathartic it's kind of like it's reached out its hand you know and has actually made contact with you i'm saying all these things but my first train of thought when a friend tells me they're gonna cry is like no even though i know that they need it you know if if you're saying you know i i think i'm gonna cry you probably need to cry despite it you don't need to cry to want to treat yourself to little things as well um whilst you know everyone deserves a treat after a good cry i feel like you also deserve a treat when you don't have a good cry. Um, sometimes I feel like there is use crying over spilled milk. And I'm just going to end this episode here. I'm going to seal this envelope. I'm going to get back to my donuts and also make some chai tea before I sleep. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week or your day or even just the next hour. I'll send another envelope soon. Wholeheartedly, Clara. P.S. That was very strange to say out loud for the first time. <laughs> <laughs>